I'm Sinead O'Moore and you're listening to Every Mum the Podcast, supported by Water Wipes, the number one wipe against nappy rash. From fertility to birth, pandemic parenting to taking care of ourselves, here we talk to women about their own unique experiences of motherhood. The insane joy and anxious defeat, the love, the laughs, the tears, and the moments that we don't talk enough about. This season is supported by one of the most essential products for every mum. From that first snappy change to those messy weaning months. Water Wipes, the world's purest baby wipes. Made here in Ireland, Water Wipes are clinically proven to be the number one wipe against nappy rash and are purer than cotton wool and water, making them ideal for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. As the number one wipe in Ireland, together we are committed to providing more support for parents with trusted products and this podcast. It really feels like good days are finally ahead for season five. And to kick off, we have a gorgeous episode as I'm joined by the Oracle Orla McConnell for the first part of an expectation versus reality, pregnancy, birth and motherhood chat. For this episode, we recorded just weeks before Orla gave birth and became a mother about her hopes, fears, assumptions, plans and expectations while in that weird phase of not knowing what's going to happen. And later on in this season, we will be catching up with Orla again because just a few days ago, her baby was born. And we want to hear if the expectation is anything like the reality. Nothing can prepare you for motherhood and every pregnancy, birth and baby is unique. But what we do know is having these conversations can really help. Orla, thank you so much for joining us on Everyone the Podcast and kicking off season five. Um, as we chat, you are still with child. You are yes. still pregnant. <laughs> when this goes out, baby will be here. And yes. we are going to do a part B when baby is here. Um, and kind of discuss and chat about how you're feeling right now in your expectation of what's to come. And then what actually happens and what's the reality of motherhood. I can't wait. I, I know it's going to be two different extremes. I'm going to make a fool out of myself in this one. <laughs> listen back and be like oh you idiot <laughs> there is going to be live proof on the internet that we haven't got a clue <laughs> what it's actually going to be like but I think that is what is so brilliant because truly nothing can prepare us for motherhood and no matter how much we expect it to be like like a it'll end up like b and yeah. there's the biggest transformation that I had to make was letting go of those expectations and actually just living the reality. Yeah, it's hard though, isn't it? It's so hard. <laughs> it's like I'm a complete control head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, um, I, I've definitely been trying to not prepare in a way. Mm. Like I've had so many people ask me, what book has helped you? And what, what one's been your favorite? And I'm like, I haven't even looked up a book. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I just, there's no point. I'm, I'm probably not going to read it anyway. And then stress when I look at it on the bedside table, but I haven't really, I've done my antenatal classes and 
and that's about it because and talk to friends who have babies but I just kind of feel like I could prepare and prepare and prepare and then like have a colicky baby and none of my friends had a colicky baby or do you know what I mean like so I just I, I've been trying to not prepare but I, I'm 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 bad I'm treating this like the leaving cert I was saying <laughs> friend, it's around the same time that I'm giving birth and I'm like I know everything I should be doing and I'm just really not yeah. <laughs> I'm making a conscious decision to just yeah. not but listen I've, I've had a lifetime of doing this so, so I'll be but I think you've got the right strategy. Like, I think information certainly can help. And I was fascinated mm -hmm. in my first pregnancy about knowing what was happening to my body. Yeah. You know, especially if I was tired, you know, I'd be like, I am growing a kidney today. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone. Um, I was really fascinated with looking at what my body was doing and understanding, I suppose, the, the, the miraculous biological journey I was going through yeah um, but yeah I never really thought beyond and I know this from a lot of women we don't think beyond the actual birth it's like birth is like the deadline birth is yeah. the leaving cert yeah yeah but actually it's, it's a six-year holiday we need to be thinking it's, of here it's the, <laughs> it's the six-year holiday it's the CAO yeah. it is what we're going to study and how on earth we're going to make enough money to send them back out into the world yeah like, that's that's the thing that we forget yeah I think a, a little part of me has been looking at my friends who've just had kids and trying to like soak all of that in mm. um so I feel, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I may be more prepared for after the birth. I really did not want to know what was going to happen. And I really was in denial. But then once I started doing classes, I actually, I noticed I was much calmer. So mm. knowledge really is power. Like it, it, it is good to, to look it up and know what you're getting into. But at the time I really didn't want to do that. Like I really, was like I'll just be okay going in but now that I know I need to like look into breathing I need to look into all of this sort of stuff it like it is going to help me in the long run so I've accepted I have to I have to look it up to be honest I didn't even my friends had said to me oh do you have a birth plan and I just said oh, yeah like the epidural and that was <laughs> that was as far and they were like well there's other things that you might need to look into and mm. and genuinely like I didn't know about like the injection for the placenta if I wanted that the is it the K, the, mm -hmm. the K. like I, I hadn't looked in I hadn't looked into anything because I genuinely just thought the birth plan was more like about setting the scene and like being calm I didn't think there was other things involved so no I'm not in, <laughs> in any way prepared for I'll just I'll just tell them do whatever you need to do you said though that you're being you're in a you're in a space of like reassurance and that comes from I think really strong midwifery led teams yeah yeah and and I know that well hopefully Jonathan will be there and he just knows me and like I know I can just look at him and he'll know what to say and what to do and he, like I've I talk out loud when I'm thinking about all the things that's going to happen so he knows how I'm feeling he knows what I want and don't want which to be honest genuinely they can do anything I, I really am not against c-section anything I just want the baby healthy so I, I don't mind but I just want him there so hopefully hopefully that'll all go to plan that yeah. question mark 
over whether their partner will be there or not. And I think the hardest thing about birth and labor and all of this is there are so many unknowns when it comes to how it's all going to play out. Yeah. Everyone has their own unique story and it's not a case of, well, that takes two hours and then that's going to take 30. Like it's all your body and the baby working together. Yeah. But that question mark over, as you said, like your biggest thing is that the person who knows you inside out and who's going to advocate for the best decision to be made mm-hmm. to, to your respect might not be there. Like that, yeah. how has that made you feel this year? To be honest, at the start, I thought I was okay about the whole thing because I just thought everyone else has had to do it. It's going yeah. to be fine my two friends had babies in the pandemic. I don't know any different. I haven't, I haven't had anyone really close to me that's had babies outside of this. So I kind of thought I was okay. But then when the Rotunda had said that they had opened the visiting hours, like by two hours midweek or whatever, I literally burst into tears. And I feel like I could cry now. I didn't realize I was stressed or thinking about it I I genuinely thought I'm grand this is fine and it was only when when I saw that they had lifted those just and it's not even that big but you know I I couldn't stop crying I was just so happy the relief of just knowing I had him for an extra few hours a day was unbelievable so I'm definitely it's definitely in the back of my mind a lot more than I had thought it was I think that because everybody has had to sacrifice something, there's just been a suppress anything yeah. to do with it and just get on with it because there's no point in feeling it or feeling sorry for yourself or feeling like you want something because it just can't happen. But then think of that, that feeling of that crying, that's the true feeling coming back up. Yeah. You feel guilty talking about it and feeling sorry for yourself and feeling like, you know you're this martyr because it's happening to everyone Mm. but at the same time this is your birth story so it is your story and it is happening to you so I think you just have to accept it and if you need to cry over it and be sad over it I think maybe it'll help you in the long run because I really didn't I, I think I needed that emotional release of just crying and I felt so much better after it and now I realize that like it might not be okay and maybe you need to prepare for it not to be okay so and I think to to also soothe yourself by saying it also it shouldn't be like this yeah this isn't how it should be and it's okay to say this is really shit that this is the time in your life that this is happening like why it's coinciding with right now but how did you feel when it was going to be right now? How did you feel when you were like, okay, this pregnancy test is happening. We are, we are going to make a baby. <laughs> um, I, I, I had miscarried in July. So we found out then early September, we were pregnant again. And to be honest, I just looked at the test and went in and I was like, oh, I'm pregnant. And he was like, okay, we just went back to bed. <laughs> Because I didn't really want to believe it. Mm. And I think I was in denial for months, genuinely. Mm. So we didn't have the the first excitement we had last May. It was a very different looking at the test and being like, okay, well, let's not get our hopes up kind of thing. But um, 
then as the weeks got on we were like to each other like can you believe we've made it to week whatever you know and then it got really exciting but like I don't think it really hit us until I got a bump I was probably like 24 weeks to be honest before it was really like let's start buying stuff and this is happening kind of thing you know did I see a post by you there was you were obviously there was levels of anxiety there because of your loss yeah. and you don't you try not to believe you you know and yeah. you do try and tune into your body and think am I feeling something that I felt like last time or is there a problem and I think for a lot of women the symptoms and signs of pregnancy become even more heightened you know yeah. it's like is my bump growing fast enough oh I was walking around just holding my boobs for weeks <laughs> <laughs> like are they sore <laughs> Because it was the only thing I had the first time around that I knew. Yeah. Um, so like I did find myself doing weird things, but at the same time, both pregnancies, the symptoms were totally different. Yeah. So I had luckily written down all the symptoms from my, my, like the first pregnancy. And then I was doing it for the second. And after a while I just stopped because I just realized every pregnancy genuinely is different. Mm. And I am beating myself up over this. I'm like 13 weeks pregnant now and I'm still pregnant to stop, you know. But then you had to have that scan. Yeah. And that's such a scary day, especially if you've been through a loss. Yeah, we had paid for the private scan. Yeah. Seven weeks. And I'm so glad I did that because that's actually the only scan that Jonathan's been able to go to because for my 20 week, it was in January. So it it was like the window where they stopped people being able to go again. Yeah. So he missed that scan. So he hasn't been to any of them throughout the pregnancy apart from the seven week one. But even at the seven week one, like it was just amazing. Like to just see and know and the the doctor was so reassuring that I kind of came out of it thinking okay this one is going to be okay but it still doesn't stop you from thinking it's not do you know what it's a weird it's it's a weird one the denial I think you just really stop yourself from from wanting to get hurt again even though like you're going to be devastated if it happens again anyway so I don't know why it's a preservation thing though I think the magnitude of the situation is so big Like even to really think that there is a a baby coming sometimes is a hard thing to wrap your head around. Yeah, she could absolutely wreath me in the middle of the night. Like I'd be kicking and kicking. And then I'll wake up in the morning and be like, it's mad, isn't it? Like, (laughs) Just totally like what is happening. You said for the first time on this episode, she. Yes, having a little girl. So excited. I would have been like excited with boy or girl but I'm just oh I can't wait all the all the outfits (laughs) I went mad for a while but then I had to stop myself but um yeah just all the little hair bands (laughs) I can't but with the with the topic of expectation and reality like why did you want to find out um Actually, the main reason was because I, I, I could not think of a boy's name. Hmm. Couldn't think of one. And I was actually stressing over it. So we, we had done the harmony test and we had the results and we had said we didn't want to know. But then I actually rang them back and I was like, do you know what? Can you just post that out? Because I'm not sleeping, <laughs> which is so ridiculous. But we had a girl's name set. And um, then we were just like, let's just find out. 
and then that was so it. So you really. know, you know the gender, and you pick the name. Yeah, yeah. Does it feel like she is more real? Not really. Do, do you know what? I'm not saying the name. Yeah. Because I'm so scared. Then I'll let it slip. Like I'm so scared. I'll get used to calling her her name. Then I'll be around my mom and I'll say say her name and let it slip. So I'm. I suppose it's making it more real in the sense that I just know it's a girl. Yeah. You know, and I'm a bit more prepared. Um, just with the nursery and stuff, forgetting little bits. But no, I, I still I, like I've three weeks to go, and I'm still like, what, well, baby? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, let's get into that then. So, what do you think it's going to be like? Um. So, I I really don't know. I'm expecting for the first two weeks to not eat, not sleep, and not shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm kind of expecting. Um, Close, yeah. Close. But I I really don't know. Like, our the grandparents are vaccinated now. Both great, are great, great, great. Oh God, that's so. Um, and they live so close, and yeah. my sister's vaccinated as well. So, I I don't have the the idea that I think I had a couple of months ago of nobody being able to see the baby because I think with everything opening up and stuff, I I th- I kind of have pictures of like me walking to my mum's or his mum's because they're just around the corner, going for nice walks, wearing nice dresses. <laughs> having her matching me blissful kind of which I'm sure isn't gonna isn't but it might but there will be days like that there will be days like that yeah absolutely will be I'm also prepared for the days where like I'll be in pajamas for you know three days in a row and I'll just be you know surviving on anything um I've made myself a little pamper box I've bought like a few little bits for myself, just like a nice shower gel, yes. a nice shampoo. Um, what else do I have in there? Just like, they're really simple things, but I've given the box to Jonathan. And I said, on the day that you think I need this most, you're giving me this box. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking, taking an hour or two to myself and, you know. Yeah, just do that every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every day I'll give it back and say, tomorrow eight, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be denying yourself yeah, any amount of, as well. yeah, 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 no, just, yeah. if there's a moment for you to care for yourself, take it. Yeah. Don't be waiting for that box to arrive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like coughing all the time, like, box, yeah. where's the box? <laughs> Deep resentment brewing <laughs> because he hasn't recognised that you're at your lowest point. Yeah. One of my favorite things and one of the things that really got me through the year was just going for a walk with Jonathan every day and just being able to like talk, no phones and just go out and be together. So I think that's what I'm really looking forward to, like being able to just go for a walk with him every day. And I think that's what I'll really need as well. Um, and then obviously Real Housewives is going to is gonna really get me through um and my mom and my sister and my friends Mm. um they like for the past year they've been so supportive and just amazing for me 
Um, and I really like, I just know that they're going to be constantly like that as well. So I just know that I'll be able to rely on them if I just need to call them and cry or laugh or anything. So yeah, that's it, kind of. And I think that is the, to me, that is one of the saddest things to do with this year. I think that it's, it's the absence of those people for a lot, you know, that swoop in and pick you yeah. up and but also are there for the magic moments because sometimes they are so intensely gorgeous yeah that you feel like I want the people that love me to see this as well like I want us to be in this together and you also yeah. want to be like look what I made I know <laughs> I did this like I still think like it is mad that me and Jonathan are going to be in a like a, a person like yeah. I just I can't picture what she's gonna look like what she's gonna be like it's it's just crazy to think that in three weeks time I'm gonna know all that stuff what do you think he's gonna be like oh he's more maternal than me <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be the the best like I just I just know he is he's just He's just the best person ever. Like, I just know he's going to be, he's going to melt me. <laughs> I think I'm going to cry like every day just looking at him with it. Um, yeah, and he's so excited as well. So it's just so nice. Yeah, he's going to be amazing. Yeah, I know I'm going to be the one that's like, Jonathan, what, what do I do here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has he been into the books? Is he into the info? No, he, he has mentioned them more than me. <laughs> <laughs> as in we really should but no not really no like he was really into the classes and everything like that he's not like he, booked himself into the institute for sixth year or anything like that no no, no. <laughs> but um I think it's different for guys because well well maybe not but because my friends have had babies so like I'm with you know I'll go for walks with them or I'll be messaging them and they'll be telling me like oh get this product get this product whereas they don't really do that mm. as much. So I feel like I know things that aren't useful, but then he feels like he doesn't know anything, but he does know stuff. So when he does the antenatal classes, he's loving it because he feels like he's just getting so much information. Whereas I think women kind of have a bit more of an idea just from talking. The guys that they don't—it's impossible for them to know because they're not having the, that level of intimacy with women. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you can sit down to a, with a stranger who is pregnant at the same stage as you, and there is wild biological information sharing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you don't know these basic things about their life, but you're like, and they dilated in about <laughs> seven seconds. And no stitches. There was no stitches. No stitches. No, there's no stitches. She didn't get any stitches. No, no, there was no no tear. She's great. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. How's your pelvic floor? Like it's madness. We yeah. just dive straight in. It's like, oh, you're pregnant too. Let's get into it. Yeah. It's so funny. It it does feel like not many people talk about things though that happen when you're pregnant like I was like to my friend oh my god is this happening you and she's like oh yeah <laughs> okay what specifically well so I had no idea no idea about a is it per perineal massage oh yes I found out about that 
four weeks ago. I'm 37 weeks. <laughs> so that just shows you my preparation levels. <laughs> I, do you know how I found out? I was listening to your podcast with there Laura. You go. Yeah. And Laura was like, and obviously I was doing <laughs> the perineal <laughs> massage. And I was like, the, the what? What? <laughs> and straight away on Google, like, <laughs> oh, good God. What have I not been doing? Yeah. See, this is why conversations are so important. Yeah. Because I say, even if that was in a book or, you know, I definitely know it is in the emails that, on every mum, but it's, even if the information is there, it's hearing other women talk about it. That yeah. is where the pass of information comes. And, and it is a thing that we don't like, oh, this is what really annoys me. We share a thousand types of skincare oils to get rid of stretch marks. Yeah. What is the number one zone that is going to stretch to get this baby out? Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I hadn't even really thought about it. Yeah. I was just like, God, I can't believe I'm going to get stitches. <laughs> and didn't even think, oh, you can prevent that, you know. But yeah. you saying this, like I said, with the leaving cert, I, I know about it now. Have I done anything about it? but that's okay like and the thing is it can only it can limit okay there are there are women who could do perineum massage till the cows come home and size of the baby's head or the position of the baby or you know whatever happens in labor happens in labor and it's just about giving women back some information and some tools to care for their bodies and it's like how is that not just a normal piece of information that gets well I know why I know what I obviously I know why because it's a very intimate area mm-hmm. but it's like you know oh have you any heartburn what's your cravings oh did your ankle swell like there's so many other anatomical things that just yeah. get chatted about and some of the core things that we should know are like oh Jesus don't talk about that yeah totally like you would you would always be like oh like are you on the Gavscon or that you'd never be like and the discharge now is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never. And Never. do you know what to expect with the bloody show? Yeah, like, are you asking me, well, do I? Because not really. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I didn't know. So I was, I know all about, you know, I was like, right, so there's going to be a show before baby. I'm like, what, is, like, do I tune into it? Is it on Sky? Like, where, what? Where is, <laughs> yeah. do I have to get tickets? And... I, you become obsessed every time you go to the toilet. You're just like, is that a show? Yeah, so I did kind of look it up. But then I was seeing that some places like online will say, oh, you might not get a bloody show. So then I was like, don't look into it too much. But then I am still checking. But I don't really know what I'm checking for. (laughs) So it's just one of those things where it's like, it's in the peripheral, but I don't quite, quite know what I'm and I think that's forward. one of the biggest problems because everyone's experience is so different that there isn't, like you can't rely on, well, that was my clue. That was supposed to happen and it didn't happen. And now there's a baby halfway out of me and I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's even like people saying when your waters break, but then I really have not spoken to that many people where their waters have naturally broken. So I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> My water is naturally broke on both instances, but they didn't 
all break. So, so okay, that was my learning. And I had waters like flowing for the whole day. Like it wasn't like oh, a gush. And it's done. It was just like all day. There was just, so one of my top tips for any pregnant woman is, you know, the giant maternity pads that you think you're going to use after. I yeah. went through about two packs of them while my waters were breaking before the baby came. I did hear, it was on the antenatal class actually, they had said once your waters break, use those pads. And then that's when I thought, do you know what? I never once thought about it. I never once thought, what do you wear once your waters break going into the hospital? I, you just don't think like, yeah. I think you hear things so often that they, they almost don't become real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you don't think about the actual situation. I was in bed both times. So that's the other thing. Have, do you have a dog? No. Puppy pads. <laughs> so for like, for your for okay. dog puppy training, have puppy dog, puppy, puppy dog? No, just puppy pads under your sheet. If ah. you, if you think you're close. So, because my waters both, both times broke in bed. I was thinking that because I was thinking maybe I should get a towel, but then I actually, now that you say that boots do maternity pads, the, the, like the big ones. Yeah. This is like a picnic blanket. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. You know, like it's, yeah, it's a full sheet that, that you'd put down. Yeah. Cause I have one for my hospital bag yeah. for the hospital. No. I don't even know Will I need it. You know, you just pick things up being like, sure, it's whatever. I'll just buy it. And, it has a know. pregnant woman on it. I need it. Yeah. So that's a good tip. I'll take them out so that I have some. Yeah. And for the car. And for the car. And for the car. Oh my God. I did actually say to Jonathan, make sure when you're picking me up, there's some sort of pillow or cushion or something mm. on the seat. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just, I, I feel like I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to need it. <laughs> Not with all this perineum massage you do. Uh, yeah, that's true. A plus student over here. Oh God. This podcast is just one way that every mum can support you. Another amazing way is with our free gift bag, packed full of essentials for you and baby, including free samples of water wipes, the number one wipe against nappy rash. To receive yours, just register now on everymum.ie and present your e-voucher at any Super Value store in Ireland. There's a free gift bag there waiting for every mum. You have opted though to be induced. Yes. Yeah. So that in some way is take, it, there's some control over when things will kind of go down as opposed to the spontaneity. Yeah. Which in a way... This, losing the spontaneity is probably the only reason why I've thought about not doing it mm. just because it's my first baby and like oh god would I want to know if I was going to go over or if I was going to go early or you know just the excitement mm. of it all but I've looked into it too much now <laughs> so if I'm induced after 40 weeks I think I actually would scare myself even mm. though it's pretty much the same thing but um the rotunda are doing a trial at home where um you go in you get induced you don't know what one you're getting so there's two different types that you can get 
um, and you go home and you just wait for your contractions to start or your waters to break and then you just come back in and it's like a normal birth you're treated the same the trial effectively is over once you're in labor mm. um but they're doing it to see um at 39 weeks if you get induced if there's more benefits which they have found in other studies that there is so it just reduces the risk of c-section and there's a few different things um but like i said i'm totally open to a c-section i don't care like if they have to do a c-section they have to do it but i did like the idea of them saying these are the dates would you like to pick and i was like oh god yeah <laughs> i'd love to pick <laughs> so um and i won't lie this is probably a stupid thing to say and this is what i'm really interested to hear when we do the next one mm. i picked a day thinking right well the the it probably won't kick in for 12ish hours because that's what they had said to me. So then I was like, okay. So then I'll go in and then I'll be in labor. I could be in labor for another 12, 15 hours. And then by the time that happens, the visiting hours are one to eight, <laughs> which is ridiculous. But I actually have kind of planned. Well, that's exactly how it'll go. Yeah. Oh, to the T. <laughs> Not a doubt in my mind. And I don't, and I, I really, I don't want to be that, that, you know, that woman who's all like, oh, she, did you hear your one? She thinks. It's yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's 100% not going to happen. And it might. It might. And it might. I just thought to myself, do you know what? If Manifest the chances it. are, yeah, if, if the chances are that Jonathan is going to be there for the most amount of time, let's just give it a go and see. You see, I think it's anything that you can, and you may have said, you're, oh, I'm really easygoing and I'm not. I still think when it comes to this moment in your life, any kind of bit of control that we can even assume in our minds to claw back, whether it happens or it doesn't, right now, you feel better knowing that that's your plan. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely felt a lot calmer mm. since deciding to do it. Now, I can still back out. Um... It's up to me, like the day before I could say to them, I don't want to do it, but I kind of have it in my head now and it has made me feel a lot calmer about the whole thing. And as well, like I could be induced anyway. Mm -hmm. So I but would be kicking myself. to do it at home. Yeah, I can stay at home and I can be with Jonathan. I can watch TV. I can do whatever at least have the comfort of my own distractions mm. and I could get induced anyway so like why not just do it a few days early and see like she's a good weight so like I know there's there's no harm like there with her or anything and they wouldn't have asked me to do it if they didn't think that it was going to be okay and I live so close like I'm only 20 minutes away from the hospital so but it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens Oh God. One of the one concern that comes up quite a bit when I'm talking to women is that maternal instinct. Yeah. And whether that will erupt and whether that will, you know, where that love bomb will happen or not. And I think sometimes then people, women put themselves under pressure around it has to happen and I'm I'm wrong if it doesn't happen. 
And then sometimes they prevent it from happening because they're actually stressed out about it happening as opposed to just yeah. letting it happen. Yeah. And yeah. Where is your head at when it comes to not pregnant you, not laboring you, but mother you? I'm a bit freaked out by that. My mum has always said, like, for years and years before any talk of babies that her mum had always said to her when you first hold your baby and if you don't feel anything that's normal mm. and I've always had that in my mind whenever I think about it that my mum has said that's that's normal too you know it's not everyone has this because people are embarrassed to say oh yeah no I didn't feel anything and it's I now know as a pregnant person what never to say to someone. Hmm. My thing used to always be like, oh, he's so excited. Like, do you love them so much? And like, I would never in a million years say that now because you've no idea what's going on. Hmm. And you've no idea what maybe had gone on previously because a lot of people don't talk about their experiences before the pregnancy they're on now. But I am worried and it's always been something I've kind of worried about. Um just because I can't imagine loving something that much hmm. it it I haven't had it before so I can't I can't picture it but I mean everyone says it happens but some people say it, it doesn't happen I don't know I just I can see myself just looking at the baby being like I love you I say it over and over until until it happens if I don't feel that instinct straight away but at least I know now that some people don't feel that and it's okay I'm not going to be this monster if I don't feel it but I am worried about it it doesn't stop you from not worrying about it you know and I think we need to also remember that it's it comes at the end of a huge process yeah and that process starts as you rightly said it starts once you and your partner decide or that you want to have a family or when you just, you know, you discover that you're pregnant or when you realize that there's a problem and you've lost a child and you're trying to start again, like this goes way back. It doesn't, yeah. that build up and that release of emotion is the summary of everything that has happened in your life, even down to what our mothers have told us. Yeah. You know, so had you had, had you been told, oh no, you must, it's not normal. It's not normal to not feel it. That moment for you would be completely different to the woman in the next bed. Yeah. And if you are supported in your birth, if you feel safe in your birth, if you feel like there is no trauma, there's no like fear, like that's going to have a big impact. Mm -hmm. If you've just gone through something where you have just been afraid for a very long time, it's completely normal for your body not to release love. Yeah. It's yeah. going to stay in fear. Yeah, totally. Like, like you said there, like I know when I give birth, it's not just going to be that buildup of nine months. It's going to be since last May. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be hard, but I think once I gather my bearings and once I have Jonathan with me, I do, I do think I'm going to have this huge sense of relief that in a sense it's over and that she's just here. But it's one of those things, I suppose, 
I don't know. I, I try not to think about it too much because I don't want to like wish something on me or create a situation in my head. And then when it happens, it's not what I was thinking was going to happen. So in a way, I'm just preparing that maybe when I first hold her, it'll be overwhelming and it'll be intense, but it might not be the bubble of love that everyone is saying it's going to be. But it's also, it's, it's too big to think about now. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, how do you function? How do you function between now and then? Anticipating that level of, of emotion. It's just, it's, there's going to be a little baby in this world. It's yeah. huge. It is and, the biggest moment. It's so hard to think as well, because some days I genuinely can't get over that there's going to be a baby. So then you, it's so hard to flip from, oh my God, there's a baby to then all these emotions of what am I going to feel? And because 10 minutes ago, it wasn't real. So I don't know. I think, I, I think in the next one, when I'm talking to you, I'm probably going to be like a blubbering mess regardless. <laughs> but everyone, to be honest, everyone has been so good. I haven't had anyone be like, you know, oh, it's, you're definitely going to feel this and you're definitely going to feel that. Everyone's just been so like, you know, it's going to be magic and, but, you know, take your time and yeah. There are no definites. The only definite is there are no definites. Yeah. Yeah. And go slow, you know, like be so kind to yourself. And I don't mean just with shower gels. I mean, yeah, like, if the moment you think you're failing, like acknowledge that thought and make it stop. Like yeah. be like, no, I'm sorry. This is the biggest thing you've ever done. You're allowed not be brilliant at it from day one. Yeah. You are not failing. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm definitely following the right people on social media. Um, anyone that I thought was too perfect, I muted. <laughs> Because I just was like, I can't have that expectation right now. I need to know the truth. <laughs> so the mums that I follow, they show the good, they show the bad. And so when I do decide, oh, I might look at that today, I know that the people that I'm looking at are are kind of people who are telling you, yeah, I had a shit day today. And like, that that's life and it's going to be okay tomorrow kind of thing. And I definitely think I'm going to try and allow myself to feel shit if I feel shit but it's a lot easier said than done and when you're in the moment filled with hormones and sad and crying sometimes it's very hard to see the bigger picture and why you were like that it's very easy for like your mum to come in and say okay th this is happening and you need to get up and we'll do something or you know you need sometimes you just need somebody else to like pull you together and even though you know and you've told yourself time and time again, like I might be like this, I still don't know if I'm gonna be okay at getting myself together. And some days I am and some days I'm not. Yeah. Like there there isn't a there isn't a standard format. Like there isn't a oh I'm fine when X happens. It's like no, I was I was fine last Tuesday when it happened. But I wasn't yeah. fine today when it happened. Yeah. And yeah. That's the kind of kindness. That's the kind of permission 
that you have to just be so easy with yourself. You're not failing just because it's hard. It actually is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in crying. I really yeah. feel like, you know, you just have one day of just crying and you just feel so much better. The release that you get from it, because you don't realize how much you've just kept inside and it's little things constantly. Then, So like, I'll have no problem being in floods of tears. <laughs> and I think you need to, because otherwise I think like you just it just builds up too much and it becomes much bigger than in your head, you know? So I wish I was like that. I need not cry, that. No, not nearly enough. And only when I do, do I realize how much I needed it. Yeah. I'm really good at pushing stuff down. Yeah. I'm really good at not feeling things. Um, and then something will happen and it's like, <sighs> yeah. You know, it's everything then it's yeah. everything mm-hmm. it's everything and I think you're right if you if you feel it process it leave it behind yeah that's that's a brilliant strategy a brilliant plan it makes me feel better sometimes so I don't I don't deny myself a tear or two the final expectation thing I want to talk about is the moment you bring her home Yes. It's mad thinking that the two of us are going to be in the car and there's going to be a baby. In. It is the most terrifying journey I've ever had in my entire life. I, I, to, to I be, can't. To be fair, it is. Like, <laughs> someone said to me, would you stop for coffee on the way home? And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> no Into way. the house, bolt the door. Yeah. I, I, I can't really... I can't really picture it. Like I can't picture just like putting her down and taking her out and then just like kind of like, now what? Mm. Um, I definitely want like my mum to come over like straight away. Mm. Um, and hopefully that'll happen. But um, I don't know. I just think I love where we live. I, I love our little apartment. And I think like we've got like her room, like is so cute. And um, I just, I just can see us being all cozy together and just enjoying it and, and having a nice long shower mm. when I get in. But I haven't really thought about, I, I've thought about her being here, but I haven't really thought about actually bringing her here. Do you know what I mean? Apart from the, the fear of the car seat, <laughs> I haven't thought of anything else, really. I, I do feel like, though, we're both going to just sit there and, and look at each other like, what the? It's <laughs> <laughs> a large part of the first, like, six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really, I really have no idea. Like, I do feel like the two of us are going into this very blind. But... I also know like we're just going to be obsessed with her so there's there is no way to prepare for a baby yeah there is no way to carry you know to to go in it in any other way other than blind yeah because nobody knows what she's going to need nobody knows how you're going to feel so all you can do is just be obsessed with her yeah it is like a clean slate in a way isn't it that you can just 
you're creating this whole new life now. It's just mad. I just can't believe it. <laughs> Honest to God. Honestly, I just can't believe it. Like sometimes I look at the clothes and I'm like, like the other night I went to the toilet and I looked in and the nursery door was open. And I actually thought to myself, why is there a boogie in that room? And then I woke up from the fear thinking, Orla, that's your baby's boogie. It's, it's really, it's really weird. It's, it's really weird. And I've got two of them and it still surprises me. I was walking the other day and I had, I had my three-year-old on her scooter ahead of me and I was pushing the buggy looking at my baby and I just had a moment of like, how the hell did this happen? Yeah. Like, when did I, <laughs> when did I become like the mother and guardian and, and life keeper of these two humans when I, I feel like a few weeks ago I was disorientated on Harcourt Street. Like, oh, yeah. How oh, am yeah. I looking after them? Like I was saying to Jonathan, I keep thinking we're just like minding her for a week and then we're giving her back to someone. <laughs> like I really need to get my head around the fact that, and even when I was packing my hospital bag and I was like doing my skincare, I was like, you were not going on a holiday. <laughs> I was buzzing, like packing everything. Like this is amazing. Totally forgetting now, actually. You're, you're not going to be using any of these things. You just haven't packed for anything in like a year now. <laughs> that's definitely something that I'm going to be quizzing you on afterwards because yeah certainly I packed the first time as though I was going on some sort of retreat yeah and used none of it and then the second time I was very functional like this is actually what I need yeah oh I'd say the amount of tripe I have in that bag is ridiculous <laughs> Yeah, but I think I'm just like, do you know what? I'd rather have it and we'll see. I do have a fan and I think that will actually come in handy. That will come in handy. You're, you're having a summer baby. That'll come in yeah, handy. Yeah, so I, I kind of didn't feel stupid buying that, but there's probably been a few things where as I clicked add to cart, that I was like, this is unnecessary. Unnecessary, <laughs> but so what? Yeah. What? is the one thing that you discovered in pregnancy that you feel like, I know we spoke about like the perineum massage, but in your experience yeah. of pregnancy that you were like, I didn't expect it to be like this. Um, I didn't think I would love it. And I really, really do. I really thought I'd be a, I'd be miserable. I don't know why. I think I really thought I would hate having a bump. I thought I'd hate dressing the bump. I thought I'd be really self-conscious of how I looked. And with me, like if I, if I don't, if I don't feel good or if I'm not like, you know, I put on makeup or whatever and I feel nice. Mm -hmm. And I kind of thought that I wasn't going to feel nice for the majority of the pregnancy. Cause I think women kind of feel guilty saying that they're having a nice pregnancy. I don't know. I keep saying to Jonathan, I I'm so sad that I'm going to lose this bump. Yeah. And I've heard people say that before. And I kind of thought, get over it. <laughs> like I didn't, you know, when you have an experience something, you're like, that's weird, whatever. But I've never felt so comfortable in my own body being able to dress and wanting the bump to look bigger. Whereas before that would have been the one area that I was always trying to hide. 
uh, and people are just so lovely to you. Mm. <laughs> I always tell you, you look nice and that you're glowing. And um, I don't know, I, I really just wasn't expecting it at all. Like I really went into it just not thinking I'd, I'd ever feel that way. But I really am sad to to not have the bump and to not be able to wear the clothes that I've I also didn't realize that heartburn could be that bad genuinely <laughs> genuinely I didn't like I really didn't um but it can be <laughs> like wow but all in all I, I have had a a pretty easy pregnancy to be fair so um but yeah I think I think the the confidence in my body and, and seeing everything I wasn't expecting any of that I didn't think I'd ever feel any of that. I didn't have heartburn, but I did have that body confidence like I've never, ever had before or since. I yeah. loved how I looked. Like there's yeah. something magic about it. Um, now, I will say, I didn't, I, I thought that the waddling was a choice. <laughs> and it's not. It's no. really, it's really not. I... I suppose you can't imagine the pressure and everything though that you until you're actually pregnant. But I never I, I truly didn't think that it was like you know, that you couldn't stop it from happening. I, I thought that won't be me. It's me and it's been me for a long time. <laughs> so Yeah, there's there's a few design flaws in yeah. how the whole process happens. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, and it just goes back to the the, the pelvic strength as well, <sighs> you know. And I think like we talk about the waddling, but yet are we educated enough on what exercises and strength exercises and conditioning exercises yeah. and stuff we could be doing throughout? Also, no, no. So, actually, if you are listening and you are pregnant, definitely listen to Helen Keeble's episode on pelvic strength because there is some really important information in that one around just what's what's normal and what's not and what you should do after birth to build up those strength again. Because as glorious as I felt, it's it's important to not forget what it's actually like the impact it's having on your mm-hmm. body. Is yeah. Sometimes I wish you could just press a button and your body just went invisible and you could see everything going on inside. Yeah. And you could be like, okay, yeah, she's good. She's fine. Oh, I'll have to fix you now. Yeah. When... <laughs> well, afterwards, there is the mummy MOT that um, women's uh, pelvic health specialists can, can provide and just let you know how you are in terms of alignment yeah. and strength and core and everything else because like your body has been through a huge amount mm-hmm. huge amount and it's important to take care of it and not just be taking care of you know your blood pressure and your sugar levels and your iron levels and all that kind of stuff like to be looking after yourself structurally as well yeah really important. and is that like like is there a lot of aftercare through the hse or is that all something that you have to do yourself you have to all do it yourself. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is where you fall down, really, isn't it? Because it's exactly where you fall if down. you uh, if you have to do it, you'll do it. But uh, you're never going to put yourself first in the 
the first few months after having a baby. So you're just going to think, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. And then you try to return to exercise at some point and then you realize, oh, yeah, something wasn't for the waddling for that length of time might have done some damage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What your baby needs is for you to be well. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. Yeah. No, world. I am so, so excited. And like, I just see everyone thinks this, everyone's biased, but like, I just think my mum's like the best mum in the world. And like, I just would love to be able to do everything that she did for us, for, for her, just like little special moments and birthdays. And like, I know it's going to be amazing, but I'm just, I think the the birth is such a roadblock. Mm. So hard to see past everything until you you get past that until you know until you know your story yeah i'm almost four years down the parenting track i wish i was you right now i wish i was back at day one i had my first baby in june so i had similar like last couple of weeks where you're at in terms of even when i see when i see like cherry blossom trees from now on like it's it just takes me right back yeah to those days before she was born those final days where i was still just me and not someone's mom yeah and i'm telling you i would i would go back to day 1 all over again it is the most magical time in your life and it is terrifying and it is bloody hard but it is so magical and everyone does say that don't they like everyone always says it's the best time so it gives you comfort I think knowing that and and I'm trying I'm really trying to take it all in and and enjoy everything and go through my wardrobe and like wear the wear the bits I didn't get a chance to wear and take photos and just try and lap it all up before yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> There's no going back. So I know. You need to literally savor every single moment right now <laughs> I know. of you just being you. Like it's amazing. And take very, very, very good care of yourself. And at any point over the next few weeks, like if, if it feels like if it feels too hard for whatever reason, just listen, just, just tune into whatever your body is saying, tune into whatever your mind is saying, tune into whatever your emotions are feeling. Like it is magic, but it is really hard. And yeah. make sure that whatever you feel like you need, you ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are like on the cusp of something insane. And I, I cannot wait it's to so find exciting. out how it all goes down. I know. Oh God, I I'd wait. say we'll be screaming, laughing at this. <laughs> <laughs> and am I perfectly planned out? And <laughs> I gonna work. cannot oh, wait. God. Birth stories are, are phenomenal for, for all kinds of reasons. They're so emotionally charged. Um, but I think like, it's so brilliant for women to hear this because I, like, everyone who's about to become a mother but not quite yet is where your head is at right now yeah and it's just like i don't know i don't know and then afterwards you're like well here i tell you 
you need to do this and you need to pack that you need to forget about this and don't yeah. even dream about that um it's a, such a wild transition but i cannot wait to talk to you again and thank you for today thank you so much for having me and good luck thank you i think i might need it <laughs> i can't wait to hear that she's here <laughs> i know oh god you're gonna, you're gonna be a mama oh my god <laughs>